Welcome to Making Music with Jake Haas. I am here with Iris, a.k.a. Brittany Holman. How are you doing, Brittany? I'm great. Awesome. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah, thanks for being here. So um, I thought maybe we could start out. You could tell us a little bit about how you got started with with music. Um, Did you take lessons when you were a kid, or what kind of got you going? My mom was a piano teacher, actually, and I started taking piano at four even though she was never my teacher. <laughs> I always took from other people. Right. But we get along well, me and my mom, so <laughs> I wouldn't say it's because of that per se. But yeah, I started uh, taking piano lessons at a young age and started voice lessons and just really took to music. And I remember, yeah, starting to write songs when I was young. Um, when Do you I remember was, how old you were when you wrote your first song? I think in like third grade I entered the contest oh, wow. of oh what is it called reflections yes it was the reflections oh, contest nice so I wrote a song I think it was called ocean waves and I won oh <laughs> so right on I got a play award-winning songwriter oh, what? by age third whatever yes, third grade third grade Nine? I mean yeah probably <laughs> kids I don't know <laughs> but yeah so I wrote that song and I I remember actually learning about Mozart and how he started writing music at a mm-hmm. young age. And I think it started like the wheels turning in my head, like, oh, well, maybe I could write something. And it definitely wasn't like Mozart, but <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> yeah, it, right. was, it was great. So. And then did you, did you keep writing songs or was there like a break in between or when you, was there a point where you maybe took it more seriously and the songs got more developed? Yeah, I think I didn't do much after that, like besides, you know, just tinkering around like on the piano, like kids do. Um, And then in high school, I started writing more. And in college, I, my minor was music. And so I took a songwriting class and just really started like honing in on, on songwriting Uh and like the craft of it. And And so I, I should mention you went to to BYU, which is yeah. the school I also went to. And I, we we were talking what? earlier that we we had it. some time that overlapped, so we might have bumped into each other in the. We probably did. We were both somewhere. in communication, so. <laughs> right? Um, and then your songwriting class. I, I actually took some songwriting classes too. Did you? Do you remember if your teacher oh. was it Ron Simpson? Oh, you bet. All right, cool. Ron's yeah, the man. <laughs> we, He's actually listened to this podcast, so he, so he might oh, hear really? this interview. So shout I out to Ron. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't know if he'll remember me, but I remember in his class we had to write a, a like a children's song because mm-hmm. he was talking about how hard it is to be really simplistic in your writing. And so my song was in Spanish. It was about the Spanish colors. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> For helping kids learn Spanish colors. So interesting if you remember that ron if you're listening (laughs) (laughs) right so um let's let's go back a minute though so in high school um did you do like choir or orchestra or anything like that or what or result your training mostly just private lessons um mostly private lessons i would say i was probably like the youngest in the church choir (laughs) yeah but i did take orchestra in junior high um and what, what did you play in orchestra the cello, <clears throat> nice. which I love. Yeah. And I I was into sports a lot, so that's what kind of took my time. I played soccer. Yeah. I actually ended up playing at BYU. Oh, nice. So I went there on a... On a, on a scholarship? On a scholarship, yeah. That's great. Yeah. 
Well, good for so you. So I always joke that I didn't get into BYU because of my brain. It was because of my legs. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to work really hard in school to get good grades. Right. And then, so, okay, so back to college, you played soccer and then you were, I, you told me a, a broadcast journalism major. Mm-hmm. And so what, uh, did you get into that because it, it was kind of music related or what, what, uh, what, where did your interest kind of fall with, with that? That is such a good question. I, I you think... had to pick something, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that too. It took me a while, to, a while to decide what I wanted to do. I knew that I wasn't much of like a desk you know, chained at the jet at the desk job kind of a person. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I I think I like the high intensity. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like a really busy atmosphere and you've got to put together a story oftentimes in a few hours and so right. you're chasing down your interviews and and making that effort. But yeah, I I and honestly probably one of my favorite parts was like doing like record. <laughs> like being in front of camera yeah oh oh, i really love like recording and then i worked for byu radio so so what was were you uh, like a dj then for byu radio no i did like their morning news and then i covered my beat was um campus and church news so oh nice yeah i you know my sign out was you're listening to BYU Radio with the news and information from the campuses. Of- <laughs> I still remember. This is Iris signing going. out. <laughs> yeah. I guess that was my sign in. But yeah. Oh, yeah. My sign out was, this is Brittany Holman keeping you connected or something like that. <laughs> Great. You still have the, the radio voice. I still voice. got it. I, I don't know, but. And then um, yeah, I, I think you took a, a break from college and went on an LDS mission. Is that correct? I did. Yes, I served in Ecuador in South America. Right on. And so you you learned um, learned Spanish. Then I take it to, mm-hmm. to do C. That. C. <laughs> I don't know. Do you speak Spanish? I don't know Spanish. <laughs> sorry. But um, did did you get a chance to play music while you're on your mission? Yes, I got a. Yeah, we did musical numbers and the old like. Oh, nobody's here to play the piano. Is somebody? <laughs> can somebody step in? So you get a lot of impromptu. Mm-hmm. playing the piano and teaching. <laughs> did, did you have a, a ukulele on your mission? I wish, no. That's too bad. It is too bad. <laughs> so so um, I know after you went to um, BYU, you spent some time in Nashville. So what prompted you to move move out there? I give all the credit to a friend of mine, Tiffany Barker, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I actually met her in communication. She was in broadcast journalism as well. And uh-huh. like... We just became instant friends. Like, I love her. Um, a soul connection, you know. Anyway, I found out that she was into music. She was a singer and working on an album. And she said to me, after I graduate, I'm going to move to Nashville. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want to move to Nashville. I want to go with you. <laughs> so we did. We graduated and we moved to Nashville to were do you, music. Were you roommates out in Nashville? Yes, we How were. Fun. Yeah, it was awesome. We re- We ended up like nailing down a place right downtown church street oh nice and it was cool like it was a really great experience and so we landed in nashville and just hit the town so what what were your your so i I, a lot of the listeners here are aspiring musicians and songwriters and you know a lot of a lot of people dream of going out there so what what were kind of your ambitions when you left out there were you hoping to be 
a songwriter or a country singer or were you, did you have hopes of making it big or what, what were kind of your ambitions? Yes, you definitely have hopes of making it big. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hold back on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if anything, just being in an environment where um, you can learn, you know, mm-hmm. like you're, everybody does music. It's amazing. Like either yeah. medicine or music <laughs> in Nashville. But um, yeah, like just being able to learn from all the talent there. And I just have to say like there is, there is a energy, like a creative mm-hmm. energy in that town, which is so cool. Right. But if anything, it's just uh, being able to collaborate. And that's what a lot of people do in Nashville. It's all about, oh, I like your sound. You want to write together. <laughs> <laughs> which is cool you really get to learn you know two heads is better than one yeah yeah. you really get to learn from each other and I think you know to be honest at that time I was still trying to figure out my sound Mm -hmm. and and the direction I wanted to take um and it wasn't I didn't necessarily plan on doing country Mm -hmm. even though I love country and and that's you know a big part of Nashville but there's a lot of different music there and right just yeah finding who I wanted to be as an artist and I think that really helped to shape my sound and what I wanted to do so cool I was reading in your bio you had some some songs placed on some tv shows like Dr. Oz and House Hunters and and several others and did that um how did that happen does that is that through people you met in Nashville or through what what was kind of walk us through what was the story there yeah so (laughs) you never know who you're gonna meet but um or how things are going to turn out. Cause this is how yeah. it kind of all went about. I had a really great friend there, um, Julia Audrich. And we, you know, again, just like really great friends and we're working on some projects together. And she introduced me to a producer and I was planning on doing like indie, like Spanish pop music. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, wow. was, that was what we were going to do. So I was working on some Spanish pop songs, which was super cool, super fun. Um, got connected to a girl in Colombia and, you know, Colombia, Mm -hmm. South America, that is. (laughs) And we started working on some songs and it just so happened that I, I met this guy through a friend that I worked with and we started writing some songs and I, and we came up with the song and I was like, oh, this is, this is cool. Like I'm going to send it to this producer, you know, and see what he thinks about it. Mm -hmm. Well, just so happens, um, my producer that I was working with, Scott Reinwand, he manages and works the Groove Addicts. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. So he does Groove Addicts, Groove Addicts, and it's underneath Warner Chapel, um, okay. under the umbrella of Warner Chapel. And so, you know, he's always looking for songs to like pitch to TV and film. And it just so happened that he really loved the song that we came up with. And he was like, actually, let's switch like direction. Can you guys make me like 15 more of those? (laughs) Uh, And we're like, sure. (laughs) Cool. So the trick was, is we had to, you know, do the whole like writing, producing, recording and figure out how we were going to do all of that. And, and so I was the songwriter that I was working with and good friend of mine, Steven Estrada, he, um, is an engineer as well and mm-hmm. was working in an awesome engineer, like working at a, at a studio in Nashville. And so we were able to record our songs there and, 
you know how life is like between all the other (laughs) things you have going on work and things, but, but we made it happen and it turned out really great. Like from what I understand, it was the top downloaded CD for Warner Chapel for three months in a row. That's awesome. And yeah, I mean, we, I don't think we're expecting that, but it was a really great project and, and fun. And, and I think, you know, when you find someone that you work well together, it just, it's kind of magical. Well, awesome. That's, it's great to hear those success stories and, yeah. um, and then cool. now you're, you're back in Utah. So what, what brought you back here? Oh, love to be honest, <laughs> but it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> still looking for Mr. Right. 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 Um, yeah, but it's great to be back and close to family. I grew up in Orem, so Mm -hmm. my old, my old stomping grounds and yeah, it's been great. I love hiking. I love being outdoors and Mm -hmm. just kind of reconnecting back to my Utah roots. (laughs) Right. Talk a little bit about the the name Iris. Where did that, uh, that's your stage name when you perform, right? So yeah, my stage name is Iris. And so where, where's the inspiration for, for that name? So when my, actually my grandma and all of her sisters and daughters are named after flowers. Mm-hmm. So my grandma's name is Lilac. And so I was thinking for a stage name, it would be, it would be cool to do a flower. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the flower, that, the flower name that I felt like fit the best was Iris. And what's so funny about it is when I pick that name, Afterwards, I found out that Iris is the Tennessee state flower. So it's kind oh, of funny. Oh, there you go. And then also what I love about it, you know, on the flip side, Iris is the goddess. She's a Greek goddess who takes messages from God and delivers them to the people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as a songwriter, you're a messenger. Oh, wow. So that's a great, just kind of do, yeah. Great meaning connection there. I love it. Yeah, a few meanings, but. And then um, you also perform with a group called Memory Field, correct? Yeah, you know, we just finished our last project together, so which was great. It was Dark Matter. Mm-hmm. And then, so you said you're focusing on Iris now, or you yeah. um, you have a new album in the works? or uh-huh. what? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm working on some new, some new recordings I'm really excited about and just feel like really honing in on stylistically what I want to do and mm-hmm. what I want to be. And uh, we didn't really talk about this earlier, but what would you say, I guess, are some of your influences? Maybe, let's do this. So maybe as a, well, such a, as a songwriter, <laughs> like when you first started writing songs, what were your influences? And then fast forward to now, what would you say are kind of your more of your influences these days? So when I first started songwriting, I would say, well, in Nashville, which was interesting is... I think like country really influenced me quite a bit because it's, you know, around you a lot. And with country, it's really lyric driven, right? Storytelling, Mm -hmm. lyric driven. And um, so honing in on that craft and, but I would say probably some of the up and coming, like Carrie Underwood, Taylor Swift, you know, Uh listening to their, to to them stylistically. And at least as far as like, lyrics and and song formation you know mm-hmm. and feel- yeah and again I think at that time I was still trying to like figure out my voice mm-hmm. and figure out you know the sound my sound as an artist 
Um, so I would say like then more traditional songwriting and, and still would love like all stuff I grew up on, like Celine Dion, let's yeah. be honest, Celine Dion and Nora Jones, love her, mm-hmm. like sultry voice. Um, and yeah. And then I think I started, it's kind of like when you know the rules, you can start breaking them, right. you know? And right. so I think I started, um, into more free, some free form, like songwriting mm-hmm. And influences would be like, I mean, I, the Beatles, like I loved, you know, mm-hmm. the Beatles and, and maybe more indie sound. And what I mean by that is like a little more raw, a little more like maybe I would start with the chorus. Like I'll, I think I'll be playing a song for you today where yeah. I start with a chorus, you know, instead of traditionally you would do verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or verse, chorus, bridge. Yeah. So yeah, all those influences. I, I, and I think learning also that you don't have to have like a huge, powerful voice to communicate mm-hmm. music or right. to get people or to get people to listen to you. Or, you know, I think maybe it's more on like the delivery. And I mean, listen to like Neil Young and some of the greatest songwriters, like, might not have, no offense, Neil Young, might not have like, <laughs> The strongest voices, or like, per se. Yeah, Bob Dylan's probably another Bob example. Dylan, yeah. Uh-huh. So. I noticed with your song Wolves, it was a, had a real kind of Latin vibe, which sounded a little different than your other material. Yeah. So, yeah, there... I think that was a collaboration with Memory Field. Yeah. So it was just kind of like an idea that we had with that, not originally thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> Latin, but fun, you know? Yeah. Came out really great and fun. High and low, we are searching family of music lovers and what I loved about talking to my grandma one day was that she said you know we didn't think of music as a talent it was just a way of life oh that's great and I think like we you know I don't know if I do music because I want to it's more like I have to (laughs) like my soul just it's just my way of life right and communicating and yeah experiencing life so that's a great thought. I love it. So you're, you're going to play some songs for us then? Yeah, I would love to. Okay, so this first song that I'm going to play is called Love with a question mark because it's about finding love. <laughs> so I wrote this song in Nashville with a friend, Tammy Jacobs, and it goes like this. Is it high? 
So this next song's called Let Go, and I wrote this song with Steven Estrada, who I did the 15-song uh, project for Warner Chapel with, and um, it's a song we didn't sell to <laughs> TV and film, but I really love it, and it's about, it's about uh, second chances, which we all need sometimes. It's called Let Go. Let go. Of everything we used to be Let go Of differences in you and me Let's start over Let's start over Over again Just eases me. 
Right, this song's called Blue Sky, and this song we did sell, me and Stephen Estrada wrote, and we sold it to Warner Chapel, and it actually has played all over the world in TV and film, and um, the, <laughs> the best story I have about this song is that I was in Victoria's Secret trying on some things, and... In mid-sentence, I was like, hey, can you get me a size in? Oh, my gosh, this is my song. This is my song. It came on. <laughs> and I freaked out a little bit. It was the first time I'd ever heard my song like that. So, yeah, the song's called Blue Sky. Why does the sky stay blue? It's probably the same reason that the sun is shining too And all the birds are whistling tunes Singing out, shouting out, here's a song for you Everything's the same and everything's the way that it should be If everything's the same and everything's the way that it should be La 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 hey hey If everything stays the same La 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 hey hey If everything stays the same And playing all the trees are dancing this way Shaking and clapping and listen to them say If everything's the same, then everything's the way that it should be If everything's the same, then everything's the way that it should be Brittany, that was awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank great. you. Thank you so much for playing. So, if people want to hear your music, uh, do you have a website they should go to, or where can they find it? Yeah, head to officialirismusic.com. Mm -hmm. And then I'm on Spotify and iTunes and Facebook. So, check me out. Great. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Jake. 
Well, that's our show this week. If you head over to the podcast section of my website, jcos.com, you can find more episodes of this podcast. You'll also find a link to Patreon where you can support this podcast by pitching in a dollar per month. Follow the Facebook page for Making Music with Jay Cos to stay up to date, but most of all, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a review so we can get a bump in the rankings. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Train a coming, coming round the bend. <laughs>